It's not a one country thing, it's an African agenda. This is African Insight with Derek Mazarura. We embody comprehensive assessments of infrastructure projects on the African continent and all issues related to African development, inclusive landmark impulsions for Africa. Welcome to African Insights with Derek Mazarura. On the show, we dissect issues pertinent to watershed infrastructure projects, both light and heavyweight, and all aspects African development. African Union heads of states have adopted the Continental Africa Water Investment Program, AIP, as part of the second phase of Program for Infrastructure Development in Africa, PIDA. Does Africa have the pools of building and sustaining investment resources in water infrastructure? With us today to assist with shedding light to some key fundamentals on the subject of the hour is firstly Mr. Alex Simalawi, Executive Secretary and Director of the AIP Support Unit at the Global Water Partnership Southern Africa and Africa Coordination. And secondly, from Kenya, Dr. Paul Orengo, Director of Programs at the African Minister's Council on Water, a specialized institution of the African Union mandated to advance continental water and sanitation sector development within the framework of the African Water Vision. Gentlemen, welcome to the show. Thank you, Derek. My name is Alex Simalawi, Executive Secretary of the Global Water Partnerships in Africa and Head of the Africa Water Investment Program that has just been adopted by the African Union Heads of State during the 34th Ordinary Session of the African Union uh, when the AIP was adopted as part of the Program for Infrastructure Development in Africa, PIDA, which is a program of African Heads of State. Hi, Derek. Thank you for inviting me to the Africa Insights to share my thoughts on the African Water Investment Program. As you said, my name is Paul Orengo, Director of Programs at the African Minister's Council on Water, AMCAL. Thank you, gentlemen. Alex, give us a kickstart. What is the Continental Africa Water Investment Program, AIP? Describe the vitality of its focal components with respect to Southern African and African socio-economic development? Thank you, Derek, uh, for your question. So the AIP has three overarching components. Um, component one is uh, catalyzing, uh, aimed at catalyzing uh, coordinated investments uh, in SDGs on water and sanitation, uh, health, energy, and food security. Uh, and, and this really addresses one of the key uh, challenges that has been uh, identified. Uh, which is the fact that planning, uh, decision-making, and institutional processes for investments in water and sanitation, health, energy, and food security are often not integrated. At the same time, uh, there is often fragmentation and inadequate institutional coordination, both at the national level and the regional level, uh, across key uh, sectors such as energy, agriculture, and, 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 
uh, and health, uh, especially if we take into account the current responses to the COVID-19 pandemic. Uh, the responses are often not coordinated uh, and, and often huge investments are being planned in the agriculture sector and in the energy sector without due consideration to uh, the amount of water resources that are valuable and also the quality. So the first component is really about catalyzing coordinated investments uh, in estimated water and sanitation, uh, health and food security. Mm -hmm. uh, the second component of the AIP is really about mobilizing partnerships for general transformative investments in water and climate development. Uh, and this addresses and responds to key barriers, two key barriers that have been identified. Uh, as I already mentioned, the idea is that the planning and investment decision by processes uh, for water and climate investments are often not gender transformative. Uh, at the same time, gender inequalities in the preparation and development and implementation of investments in water climate development uh, often do not uh, consider gender equality uh, and also the different inequalities between men and women. So this component is really about making sure that the water and climate investments uh, do take on board uh, gender equality and, and also the planning systems are gender transformative and include uh, the decision-making power of women. As you know, today is Women is International Day and, 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 and really the world is really thinking about the importance of decision-making of women in, 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 uh, in, in different parts of, 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 of society. And, and one of the key areas is really uh, the importance of mobilizing and ensuring gender equality uh, in decision-making for, for investments, particularly investments around water and climate change. Uh, uh, women are the ones that bear the brunt uh, when there's no water. They are the ones that bear the brunt if there's uh, an extreme event in terms of a drought or a flood. Uh, mm -hmm. because they have to fetch often fetch water and the services to provide for their for their for their families so we must ensure that uh, investments uh, that are put in place for water uh, across the sardic region uh, really include uh, and encompass women the third component uh, for the aip is uh, addressing the accelerating uh, and the preparation and financing of implementation of transboundary water investments most water rivers are shared uh, across africa uh, and there's need to uh, strengthen the enabling environment for planning and the preparation of, of integrated regional investments, uh, which could also consider integrating investments in water, energy, and food security at a regional level uh, to, include the, to, improve, to improve the attractiveness of water projects rather than just developing uh, sectoral projects in water, energy, and, and agriculture, but uh, bundling these investments in a way that makes them more attractive uh, for the private sector to come in. Thank you. Alex, which countries have been earmarked to benefit from the AIP program and why these countries? How will African Agenda 2063 be realized, especially on aspects of regional cooperation? How will the AIP dispensation vary regionally and nationally? Uh, the priority countries that have been identified as part of the AIP include uh, uh, five countries which have been selected from each sub-region of Africa. Uh, so you have Zambia in Southern Africa, uh, Uganda in Eastern Africa, Cameroon in Central Africa, Benin in West Africa, and Tunisia in North Africa. Uh, and also five transboundary basins, which include the Northwestern Sahara Aquifer System, which is a groundwater aquifer in North Africa, uh, the Volta River Basin in, in West Africa, the Lake Chad Basin, uh, as well as the Zambezi Basin in Southern Africa and the Lake uh, Victoria Basin 
which forms part of the uh, um, Kagera River Basin. Mm -hmm. uh, so these uh, basins and also these, these countries are really an initial set of countries and they are pilot countries uh, where the global water partnership uh, that is actually hosting the technical support unit for the Africa Investment Program has had uh, more than 10 years of experience working with these governments uh, and supporting them on aspects related to climate resilient development. So these are the countries that have been carefully selected as pilot countries uh, because these are countries where the global water partnership and partners can quickly achieve scale and generate lessons uh, that can inform uh, uh, scaling up to other countries across the continent. Ultimately, the Africa Water Investment Program uh, should benefit all African countries uh, by 2030. Paul? I think they present the best opportunity. They represent some of the most uh, delicate basins and water systems of Africa that requires a huge potential, has, you know, that represents huge potential, but also requires huge investments to be able to tap the uh, potential that they represent in using water resources as a tool for transform, uh, uh, socioeconomic growth, but also transforming lives mm -hmm. uh, in, in many spheres. So the five countries were carefully chosen in terms of um, their readiness to receive water infrastructure investments, the policy environment and landscape as well as the opportunities that uh, are presented by the basins that uh, permeates those individual countries, as I've mentioned. Agenda 2063, uh, the Africa we want, uh, otherwise called the African Agenda of the African Union, uh, is a development blueprint that rides on one unified continent uh, and a continent where economic opportunities are unlocked across the corners and across um, the 55 member states of the African Union. What that essentially means is that what is done in the North essentially is supposed to contribute into uh, some level of development in the South under the common um, unified framework within the Agenda 2063. So by selecting these five initial pilot countries, uh, we are looking at several millions of populations that will be directly impacted by the AIP, the African Investment Program, uh, if these investments are made in terms of water and sanitation infrastructure. Mm -hmm. So uh, that then would be directly contributing to Agenda 2063 of the African Union that actually speaks very broadly of the uh, socioeconomic transformation, like I said, and places, water and sanitation, at the very heart of this transformation process. The other aspect that I need to uh, perhaps mention as well is the um, how the AIP dispensation may vary regionally and nationally. As, as you know, the status of water and sanitation sector development differs from country to country on a number of scale, on a number of parameters, on a number of uh, indicators. Uh, some countries invest a little more than others uh, in this sector. Some countries have their policy environments much more advanced. Some countries have a way of attracting private uh, public investments in a manner that others may not match. And some countries generally have a more 
self-driven private sector, uh, risk-taking private sector that are willing to invest in water and sanitation sector. So the AIP dispensation, uh, of course, we anticipate that uh, the pilot regions and pilot countries will receive a fair measure of equal investment. Mm -hmm. But of course, uh, that may also depend on other parameters, like I have said, uh, which may propel individual countries' development uh, indices with regards to sector development. Thank you. Alex, please detail the encompassed water investment programs or program and the regulatory framework for such. Which features of AIP reflect gender-conscious features for gender-transformative investments and gender opportunity initiatives? So, so the AIP builds on, uh, first of all, the experience of the Global Water Partnership across Africa in terms of facilitating uh, climate uh, resilience investments. Uh, between 2010 and 2020, Global Water Partnership across Africa implemented a program of the African Research Council on Water, AMCO, um, on water, climate, and development. Uh, so the program basically was aimed at uh, uh, mainstreaming climate resilience uh, uh, planning in national uh, development planning processes, building institutional capacity of, of, of countries, uh, to analyze and, and, and also implement uh, climate resilience systems and also helping to develop financing strategies for uh, water climate development investments. Uh, so this program supported uh, initially uh, about, started with five, eight, five countries and ended up supporting about 25 countries. The program was such a great success. Uh, it was also uh, implemented and upscaled beyond the African region. Uh, to uh, regions in, Af in Asia, Latin America, and the Caribbean. Uh, ultimately, it was implemented across 60 countries worldwide. Uh, and, and the program influenced uh, investments uh, over a 10-year period of about 1.5 billion. Mm -hmm. so the AIP uh, experience really builds on the water, climate, and development program uh, uh, in Africa, popularly known as WACTEP, which is a program of the African Minister's Council on Water. Uh, but of course, there are several other initiatives that the Africa Water Investment Program uh, builds on the topic of climate change. For instance, uh, the African Development Bank, uh, United Nations Economic Commission, Africa has been implementing a program called Climate Information for Development in Africa, CRIMDEM, uh, which has really been about addressing the climate information gaps and improving the knowledge, uh, that, the knowledge base that is required uh, in terms of climate services to improve decision making. And several lessons have been learned uh, with that program, which really uh, uh, justify the fact that, point to the fact that there is need to enhance the availability of climate information services for decision making. Uh, there are several other programs implemented by a variety of partners, uh, funded by uh, partners to the Global Environmental Facility, enough, uh, the GEF, the Adaptation Fund, uh, and more recently, the Green Climate Fund. Uh, that has funded a variety of programs across Africa on climate regions that related to water both at the local level and, and, and regional level and also in river basins. Mm -hmm. uh, but what is critical is that and what comes out is that first of all, there is need to enhance capacity of countries uh, to prepare climate resilience projects and implement them. There's need to enhance climate finance and access to climate finance. Many countries do struggle. There's need to enhance climate information uh to be able to improve decision making uh for investments and ultimately there is need to accelerate 
uh, that both the preparation and the financing and the implementation of bankable uh, trust boundary projects, uh, which can uh, help to accelerate and unlock regional cooperation and also uh, regional economic development. Uh, so these are some of the key areas that the Africa Water Investment Program uh, pro that is also going to build on. Uh, within the SADC region, uh, the Africa Water Investment Program is building on the experience of a program called the SADC High Course. Uh, now the SADC High Course was about enhancing uh, hydrological climate information uh, because we need to know how much water we have uh, across the SADC region, how much water do we have in our river system. Now, if we don't have hydrological information systems that are installed and are operational and are being monitored and are being tracked, uh, obviously you have a challenge that you actually don't know how much water you have. Uh, and also you need to be able to have these hydrological information systems, mm -hmm. uh, which can trigger early warning systems in case of a drought so that you're able to respond adequately. Uh, we know some of the challenges that we have experienced in the Sardic region, uh, Cyclone Idai in, in Mozambique, uh, and, and then the fall of Cyclone as well that has uh, led to loss of infrastructure, destruction of bridges and schools, and leading to an overestimated loss of about $2 billion uh, in infrastructure services, according to estimates by the, by the World Bank. Impressive. Paul, what is the multiplier potential of AIP? as regards program capacity to drive other water infrastructure projects and direct and indirect employment, where do Southern Africa and Africa need to improve water infrastructure-wise for climate resilience? With the AIP, we are looking at uh, a number of multiplier um, effects, uh, particularly with regards to program capacity to drive you know, and attract further water infrastructure projects and perhaps direct and indirect employment. Uh, for instance, this will unlock agricultural potential. And as you may be aware that one of the um, heaviest users of water is food production. But that food production has been undermined, especially in Africa. Uh, time and again by availability of water resources or limited capacity to undertake irrigation. Now, with a huge investment in water infrastructure, we are actually looking at um, directly supporting food production and uh, addressing food security across uh, the continent. So this, as you understand, will produce huge amounts of direct and indirect employment for the farmers that will be working in their farms, for those people that will be working in to develop and maintain these water infrastructures, for the um, every individual that will be directly or indirectly employed within the agricultural production system or value chain. Mm -hmm. Now, this is not just within agriculture. We are also looking at uh, sanitation value chain, actually. Uh, and, and, and you can imagine each and every aspect of water resource development, uh, you're talking about bulk water, you know, supply. You're talking about interbasin water transfers. You're talking about uh, water storage infrastructure, like huge dams, multi-purpose dams. You're talking about um, wastewater uh, recycling plants and 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 management systems. You're talking about uh, resource development and and supply. So so all these. Uh, will create, as I understand it, direct, huge amounts of direct employment 
as well as in direct employment, especially for our youth uh, across the continent that are a very promising uh, population, um, you know, the majority of African population. Alex? So the, the multiplier effect of the, the AIP is, is really like the AIP is a catalytic investment program. Um, uh, one of the key overarching components of the AIP is to accelerate the preparation and, uh, and financing of transboundary uh, investments. Uh, and, and using an, an, a variety of different financing sources, as well as leveraging existing project preparation facilities. There is a great deal of existing project preparation facilities uh, that have been set up by development banks, including the African Development Bank, the Development Bank of Southern Africa here in Southern Africa, and, and, and many others, including the World Bank. So there are several of these project preparation facilities that exist, including those that uh, have been launched by international financing agencies, such as the Green Climate Fund. They have a project preparation facility. So the catalytic effect of the AIP is to leverage all these project preparation facilities uh, and also leverage and crowd in the private sector uh, to try and blend in finance, uh, uh, public finance, and uh, as well as private finance, uh, to be able to invest in, in, in water infrastructure services. One of the key challenges that has been ex uh, existing for, for water is the lack or inadequate uh, involvement of the private sector. The private sector have uh, a very high risk appetite and unfortunately do not really invest uh, in water services. Uh, so the AIP hopes to leverage existing public finance Mm -hmm. of existing project professional facilities across the continent and internationally and the mobilized private sector to blend in the financing from public and private sector using public finance uh, to de-risk or reduce the amount of risk so that the investment investors can come in and participate in uh, in climate resilience investments uh, ultimately mobilizing of resources uh, at scale uh, will not happen if we only governments are relying on their national uh, Treasury or their national budgets because of the constrained physical environment and because of the COVID-19, uh, the COVID pandemic as well, the national resources are very, very constrained. And therefore, it is very critical that uh, innovative sources of financing are identified and combining public finance and private sector finance is really a way to go. And this is an area that has uh, that is yet to be exploited within the SADC region and the African region. In terms of capacity, uh, the AIP in its own right uh, will have to leverage the capacity of a variety of institutions by mobilizing the capacity of different issues across the African continent and SADC region uh, that can contribute to different phases of uh, project preparation, starting from the origination uh, of, of projects, uh, conceptualization, uh, the structuring of projects for financing, uh, including actually mobilizing of actual investments uh, to construction and also implementation. We are going to take a quick break and after the break, gender transformative schemes, PIDA programs, AIP and climate change, water investment dynamics and water sanitation and rehabilitation facilities. Join us after the break. This is African Insight on Channel Africa DSTV 802. Join me, Derek Mazarura, as we journey through the structure beneath the structure, northeast, west, south, and central Africa to find the project, the meaning with the people for the people. Every Wednesday mornings at 8, regional, national, sub national. 
from Morocco's North Africa power transmission corridor to the eco-villages in Togo are among many all here on African Insight Channel Africa, bringing you the African perspective. Gentlemen, welcome back to the show. Thank you, Derek, for having me back to the Africa Insights show. Thank you, Derek. Uh, it's, it's good to come back on the show. Uh, thank you very much once again for, uh, for the listeners uh, that are following this show on the Africa Water Investment Program uh, that was recently adopted by the African Union Heads of State uh, at the 34th Extraordinary Session that was held uh, virtually in Addis Ababa by the African Union Heads of State and also uh, the AIP was adopted as part of the uh, program for infrastructure development in Africa. And if you're just joining us, we're assessing the Continental Africa Water Program with Alex Simalabwi and Paul Orengo. Paul, please rate trade synergies in natural resources created by transboundary water supply partnerships among African states Explain how a layman investor in transboundary water can recoup their investment and what can the overall role of PPPs achieve financially and fundamentally? One area of uh, water development or water infrastructure development that is rarely talked about but also holds the promise for addressing water sector, water and sanitation sector resilience uh, in, in these un, uh, uncertain times is groundwater. And we are looking at AIP uh, coming in to um, support the development of groundwater infrastructure uh, to be able to meet not just um, the water uh, needs of the continent, but also cushioning the continent against the impacts of climate change. As you do know, uh, surface water or water in the lakes, rivers and all that, we've had uh, a number of cases of receding lake waters or water levels mm -hmm. in a number of lakes. I can name a few lake Chad. We have a number of rivers and lakes in the southern part of uh, Africa that have been receding. And time and again, we have seen, say, Lake Victoria going up and down in terms of receding and, and, and ballooning. Uh, all which, you know, is a clear indication of the manifestation of climate change. So uh, one aspect that we'll be looking at is how best do we invest in groundwater through improved infrastructure for purposes of cushioning our farmers, cushioning our communities, cushioning our cities against the uh, dire consequences and impacts of climate change. Uh, of course, improving resiliency and minimizing water-related disasters like um, uh, floods and droughts will be part of the entire um, menu of infrastructure development within the framework of the AIP. Alex? Africa this year has just launched the continental uh, uh, Africa free trade area. Uh, and one of the key objectives is to try and improve intra-Africa trade uh, for African countries to trade among themselves. Uh, unfortunately, the overall rating of intra-Africa trade has been uh, very low across the continent. Uh, in 2019, intra-Africa trade accounted for only about 15% of Africa's total trade. Uh, and it was the same again in 2018, which is about 15%. Uh, 
Uh, and if you take actually a, a much more broader horizon over the last 10 years, between 2019 and 2020, 2010 and 2020, um, inter-Africa trade has remained low. The highest was recorded in 2015 and 2016 with 19% and 20% of total trade. Now, obviously, uh, this is total trade of, of public goods and services that are beyond uh, the, 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 uh, the water sector. Uh, but because Africa's economy is predominantly agriculture, uh, and agriculture needs water, so there is ultimately a huge potential for uh, regional cooperation in transboundary water management to improve intra-Africa trade. Uh, obviously, availability of water is critical for availability of variable agricultural products. Uh, but of course, delivering agriculture services and products to the market uh, in, includes uh, and, and requires uh, addressing some of the key uh, challenges and bottlenecks across the entire value chain of agriculture, mm -hmm. uh, from the farm to fork, basically, as one would say, uh, or from the farm to the dinner table, as one might say, there across a number of delivery challenges that need to be addressed that are beyond the water sector. But water has a critical role to play, obviously, particularly regional cooperation uh, in enhancing uh, uh, intra-Africa trade. Uh, particularly if you take regional approaches, uh, yeah, there are countries that receive predominantly a lot of water uh, and have abundant water resources. Uh, in Africa and in Southern Africa, you have, for instance, the Democratic Republic of Congo with abundant water resources. And you have countries like, of course, uh, Botswana, Namibia, that have a desert on the other side and have uh, uh, increased uh, water scarcity and water challenges, including South Africa, which is also uh, projected to be a water stress country by 2025 because of not having inadequate water resources. So a regional approach, uh, for instance, in how food is grown, uh, where we grow, there is no need in a country to uh, predominantly try and force to develop uh, and, and, and grow uh, water-intensive uh, agriculture products when they can have a regional approach with other neighboring countries that have more water resources in terms of those countries growing more food uh, and, and then uh, uh, through uh, bilateral agreements or regional agreements, making sure that food that is produced in other countries becomes available to the other countries. How crucial are water sanitation and rehabilitation facilities to foster water security and create a sustainable, hunger-free Southern Africa and Africa? Why is it imperative to assimilate disadvantaged women into water investment and gender transformative schemes. Water and sanitation is really a critical aspect uh, of, of the Africa Water Investment Program. Uh, I think listeners will agree that the unprecedented events of 2020, 2019, and now 2020 have laid bare the systemic inequalities that hold back progress on our beloved continent and also in the particular Sadiq region. In the face of the overwhelming challenges uh, that COVID-19 pandemic has brought to our continent, the need for urgent and significant investments in Africa water and resources, Africa's water and sanitation resources has never been clearer. Clean water and sanitation is basically the first line of defense against infectious diseases uh, such as COVID. Uh, and yet more than 300 million Africans are without access to potable water and over 700 million are without access to adequate sanitation. I mean, this can, this can no longer be acceptable. Uh, access to sustainable and resilient clean water is not only a health need, uh, resilient economic development uh, is also critical and depends on, on a very bit of 
adequate water resources and clean water resources. Um, as we stand today, current investment levels in water infrastructure across the African continent uh, to meet best social and economic needs are insufficient. Uh, the African Development Bank estimates that 64 billion in water infrastructure is required annually to achieve water security for all. Mm -hmm. uh, and yet the actual investments stand between 10 billion and 19 billion per year, uh, leaving a big investment gap. So addressing and accelerating investments in water and sanitation is key and very much essential. And this is one of the key objectives of the Africa Water Investment Program that aims to leverage 30 billion climate resilience investments by 2030 and contribute to the achievement of uh, SDG 6 on water and sanitation. And, and obviously, one of the key glaring gaps that we have that we know about is is a lack of gender equality and and uh, in water management and also in the planning of investment decisions for water and sanitation. Uh, and, and therefore, the AIP uh, deliberately includes a, a component on mobilizing partnerships you know, to catalyze uh, transformative gender, trans, gender transformative investments. Uh, uh, across the planning and, and the implementation of water services. Uh, ultimately, it is the women, uh, it is the young girls that bear the brunt of inadequate access to water and sanitation. And that's why it is imperative that they are involved in the decision systems around the planning of uh, investments in water and sanitation. And at the same time, uh, it is critical for the sustainability of those systems uh, and also for sustainability of investments. To what degree would combinations of ICT and digitization and systematic training be sufficient to leverage Southern Africa and Africa youth exponential populations? And Alex, understanding you have preempted some key sectors in your response, are such sectors as agriculture and energy well accommodated in AIP? and PIDA programs. Please describe any ongoing. Yeah, so I, I, as I've mentioned uh, very recently is that the fact that uh, uh, the AIP promotes a regional uh, integrated corridor development approach to the planning and delivery of investments in water. And the corridor integrated, the regional corridor approach is, is an approach that has been adopted by heads of state uh, also by the African Union Development Agency as part of PIDA. And obviously, AIP being a program of PIDA uh, really promotes this cross-regional integrated approach. Um, the AIP objective, was, as, as you already know, is to promote job creation, uh, industrialization, and climate and development through gender-sensitive investments in water security and sustainable services. And, and as obviously, job creation is really the majority of uh, jobs uh, that need to be created uh, have to involve the youth. Um, the youth are the ones that have affected, I think, South Africa's uh, percentage of unemployment is now around 27-28%, which is pretty high, uh, and, and this is even much higher in some of the sub-Saharan countries. Uh, so youth unemployment really is one of the key challenges. Uh, so the AIP includes, uh, of course, um, the integration of youth initiatives and also youth development and empowerment. Mm -hmm. uh, we have just recently launched the AIP Youth Leadership Fellowship Program. Uh, across Africa, which will help to mentor and train uh, young people uh, in, in, in terms of uh, and, and integrating them into the planning and, and delivery of investments uh, for water and climate information and, and for water and climate, climate development. Uh, obviously, uh, ICT plays a key role 
Uh, ICT is one of the key priority sectors of the PIDA program, which includes ICT, transport, energy, uh, as well as water, as modern waters. Uh, so obviously ICT, as we have seen now in, in the pandemic since the last one year, the world has really embraced the role of ICT in, in communication uh, and, and modern way of in, engagement, including conducting business, uh, as, as well as uh, even in programs in education. Against the backlog of climate change, disasters and fluid investor climate, where do you see AIP in the year 2025? Business as usual, what's the certainty AIP will deliver on indispensable water infrastructure by 2030? Paul? Against the backlog of climate change disasters and fluid investor climate, I think the AIP uh, by the year 2025 when uh, we are looking at um, attaining the Africa water vision. And perhaps by 2030, uh, by the time um, the, the continent is uh, reviewing its success with regards to the sustainable development goals, the AIP will have brought about transformation across the continent. And, and I dare say that with AIP, this is not going to be business as usual uh, within water and sanitation sector. Um, I, I think a number of things uh, that we really have to ask ourselves uh, and, and, and uh, intentionally, proactively undertake uh, includes increased private sector involvement and participation in water infrastructure development. Mm -hmm. Two is... Um, science-based planning and long-term planning for that matter and uh, planning that you know takes into account all the parameters that is likely to dent investor climate uh, like climate change and, and and this is something that has um, for many years affected african water and sanitation utilities especially in terms of undermining their uh, capacity to borrow and to attract investments to support um, their, their infrastructure development. Gentlemen, enlightenment, highly esteemed. Thank you for making the most of this platform. Thank you, Derek, for hosting me on the Africa Insights show. And I look forward to returning back to the studio anytime soon. I'm very gratified and happy that you uh, through this show, we are able to send the message uh, and, and mobilize uh, different partners that are required to uh, implement uh, investments in water and climate resilience. We have come to the end of the show and soon things stop taking over for African economies with everyone playing their part. With women being the heart of such essential elements as water, we don't need to fight them. Let's all work hand in hand. The most disruptive environments are also imperfect. We always need a somebody to give impetus to the perfect. Rome was not built in one day, and the soul of an African man cannot build without the heart of an African woman. Spirit is stronger than steel. Together we are outstanding infrastructure. Join me again next week same time as we explore the structure beneath the structure right here 
on African Insights. My name is Derek Mazarula and it's bye for now. Yeah.